the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. there to everybody. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight on tonight's Andrea K Show. I am dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week, but especially on hump day, because I love some good alliteration. Hey, 888-344-1170. Couple questions for y'all. Matt Gates is trending. Uh, do you believe Matt Gates' story? Because there's some conservatives are saying they're not sure they believe in that or not. Uh, have you had the vaccine? Whether or not you've had it, what do you think about these vaccine passports? We've got to talk about that today. Breaking news on the Rona. We've got so much to talk about. And uh, we've got uh, uh, Biden's infrastructure bill that he came out with today. I swore I wasn't going to listen to him, but he actually came on my TV right before I did an interview today. And I was gripped for like about 15 seconds because it was like, is he going to be able to finish this sentence? Okay, so much so to where the story coming out today that somebody found some poop in the White House. I want a DNA test done before anybody continues to blame the dogs. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go blaming Major because you know what? After what I saw today, I want a DNA test on that. Y'all, it's, 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 uh, there. In fact, I think that the Harris Biden administration, I think they're, I think they're going to be coming forth with their transition plan soon. We, we got to talk on a serious tip. We got to talk about that uh, bill that he came out with today. Tom DeBacaro will be here in addition to being uh, a phenomenal political pundit as well as commentator and author of The Divided Era. He also understands business. And this $2 trillion infrastructure bill is bad business. We're going to talk about that tonight. Before we get into it all, we got to bring in my man. He's good business, and we have fun doing our business here every night of the week. And of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. Mm-hmm. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right. And what is necessary? You know, I was texting you earlier this morning, AK. I have found the solution to all of our problems. I am digging up Ronald Reagan, and we're going to set things straight. I, I don't know another solution. <laughs> you know what? The great communicator, you could dig up his bones, and he would do a better job than Amen. Biden did in that presser today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so where do we start, really? Uh, well, we're going to go to the Vaccine infrastructure. Passports. Uh, no, I think, I think we need to start about San Diego is still like a huge 
story nationally today. And so I think we got to talk about that because there's so many different implications going on with this immigration. Don't worry, the teachers are teaching. The teachers are, yeah, they're going to tomorrow. Yeah, they are. Did y'all hear about that? Yeah, a a few things that are interesting that have come about. One of the things is that um, specific to San Diego and this and this border story. Actually, before I get into the San Diego thing, um, I've seen the images. I know the horror stories of a six-month-old baby being thrown in the Rio Grande, a pregnant woman being dragged out of it. I get the human trafficking story of this. It's absolutely horrific. What's horrifying. happening? It's horrifying. You know that that you know uh, most there's so many businesses shut down in this country, and it seems like the number one business the United States of America is in right now under the Biden administration is human trafficking. You know, with the, with the cartels, I'm beginning to wonder if they're not the ones paying four thousand dollars a head to bring people here. Are they are, are they the ones that paid for the t-shirts um you know I thought uh, about that yeah you know uh, we know that caravans in the past were funded by different uh, liberal organizations as horrific as all that is i think it's a mistake for conservatives to be fo- focusing so much of the story with what's wrong with immigration on that because what it does is a couple of things it denies the fact that the american people are the greatest victims in this story here right we really are. That's why in 2014, before Trump even got to the, to the picture, Democrats and independents joined Republicans in giving control of the Senate to the Republicans. There was two reasons in 2014 why they did. One was Obamacare and the numero uno reason was all the all the caravans, the flood at the border in 2014 under Obama. And and the, in, more specifically, the group that peeled away from Democrats and voted to give the Republicans control of the Senate was African-Americans because that's who was being hurt because who was going to be competing against the illegals for jobs, right? And why do this ch- does the Chamber of Commerce and other businesses like these, like the illegal labor? Because it's cheaper. So... The border issue and this open border uh, was was probably the number one reason. When Trump came down the escalator, what did he talk about in 2016? He talked about the border. Trump understood the issues that were faced, that were plaguing the minds of Americans. And when conservatives, and that's why he got elected, when when people of all stripes were at these rallies, skins, and they were chanting, build the wall, it's because the American people were being hurt by it. And it's not wrong to point that out. And every time some conservative focuses 100% entirely on the issue at the border being about human trafficking, the poor kids and the poor children, you're furthering the falsehood that anybody who wants a border, any American who wants the border sealed is is xenophobic and selfish and self-centered. It cracked me up whenever people would call Trump racist because there's people for the reasons you just mentioned that were Hispanic, that were African-American, besides the whites that would vote for him. And those were the reasons they wanted him because they knew what he was going to do at the border. Well, let's talk about the fact that Trump in 2016, remember the angel moms and the and the angel yeah. families? Yeah. Families whose loved ones, including legal immigrants in this country, had family members murdered by illegals. There was the uh, Latino man from Texas whose daughter was raped and murdered and thrown in a cornfield. Kate Steinley, murdered by an illegal in this country. So, so we need to stop falling into that trap. Another trap we need to stop falling into, which is specific to San Diego, is everybody's referring to anybody under 18 as kids. Oh, we got all these kids coming here. Let me tell you, the vast majority of the people we've seen under 18 are teenagers. Why is it 
potato skins that all the the teens migrant teens as they're calling them here they're illegal aliens why are why is it all teens and and migrant girls being brought to san diego to the convention center uh, it's an interesting question. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not either. And nobody else is a- a- asking the question. First, so these are not kids. These are teenagers. That's misleading because you would think, okay, that's the perception. You say kids, you're picturing five, six, seven years old, but they're far beyond that. Right. It's meant to, it's meant to manipulate you. Oh, you're so horrible that you, you don't care about the kids. No, we're supposed to care about, you know, even before MAGA came about, Trump came up with MAGA because it reflected where the American, you know, voter was. And it was about, we've got to take care of our American citizens first. We got to, where's your concern and care for American kids? How about the little boy that was left brain damaged by an illegal that had been arrested, I don't know how many times in a DUI and ran into this family in a head on collision? Don't, 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 don't tell me that you're compassionate when you don't have any compassion for the american people i want to know why so we need to stop calling these uh, these minors kids i want to know why these teens are brought here let me give you a hypothesis of what i think think is going on first of all it's daryl isa is right it's absolutely outrageous that any school teacher has been yammering how dare you expect me to go into a school and risk my health is now going down into the convention center. Where they know that's where the Rona is at. Well, exactly, because the case rate for these kids, and by the way, I, I still don't like case rates because I'm not interested in somebody that's asymptomatic. I don't, I don't need to, why are we testing healthy people who don't have any right. symptoms? But we are. Well, let me tell you, it's 9% with these illegals here, and it's 0.018% in San Diego. But yeah, you're not going to go into a public school to teach, but you're going to go to the convention center? Shame on you. Yeah, right? Oh, but th- this should make you feel better, Skins. What they're saying is... Oh, they're taking, they're ta- this, they're giving up their vacation time. Oh, how nice. Right? Well, first of all, had y'all been on a year long vacation? <laughs> That's right. Right? Right? Had you been on a year long vacation? But let's pretend, by the way, that you haven't. Let's pretend that you're sacrificing something. Why are you willing to sacrifice not just your vacation, but supposedly your health for illegals, but you're not willing to do it for American children? Could it be, just supposing here, could it be that we need these teenagers because we've got this H.R. 1 bill that lowers the voting age to 16? Hmm. I want to see the curriculum that they're being taught. You know what's DJ funny? Kansas. I hadn't thought about that. I want to Nobody else is talking about it either. I want to know. I, I want to know the curriculum that they're being taught. I want to know if they're if, who. What, what are these teachers teaching them down there? crash course and, and how to conjugate a verb in English? Or are they being taught critical race theory, being taught how to ballot harvest, being taught how to go and register for that, that uh, driver's license? And uh, by the way, here's, a, here's how you can register to vote while you're there. Had not made that connection. This is going to give me some serious thought. Something to ponder. While you're pondering, though. Oh, don't call it a border surge, by the way. No, exactly. Because while you're pondering and talking about this, we've got a new, we've got a new um, S word that you need to. <laughs> surge. Uh, if you haven't heard this, a, this uh, we want you to hear AOC. And, it's, and we're laughing and it's insane. But we got to take this seriously because the left is masters of the narrative. So AOC does this video. I'm not sure if she was cooking at the time because she likes to do a lot of her videos while she's cooking. So... Uh, Hopefully, she, if she was smart while she was doing this video, she was maybe making some, you know, a taquitos or something, because then she would really be pandering, right, to the people at the border. So she does the 
this video, not from the border where she's down there crying for what's happening down there, right? But she does a video um, cautioning anybody about how they're talking about the border crisis. Listen to this. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem. What? Because these, this is not a surge. W say these what? are children. Uh-huh. And they are not insurgents. And we are not being invaded. Which, by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy, the idea that if an other is coming in the population, that this is like an invasion of who we are. Okay, real quick, Andrea, I have to say it while it's on my mind. Okay, so they're not insurgents. I get that. That's what she said. But the people that were at the Capitol on January 6th, Mm -hmm. they were insurgents. Thank you. They're breaking and entering into our country. That's the very definition of an insurgency. Breaking and entering into our country. So while we've still got the FBI going around rounding up Americans just for being at the Capitol, just for being at the Capitol, you're 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 being declared domestic terrorist. But we can't even use the word surge related. That's how that's that's how insane this has gotten. But it's kind of good because she's being so mocked and so ridiculed that I think that they've really um, they, they've really gone too far with. Gut with this. Yeah. Gut check, Democrats. The jig is up. You've been busted. Nobody's buying your crap. But but getting back to the election, they knew that this was the number one issue that that really that really galvanized oh, sure. everybody, Democrats, independents, and Republicans. That's why they've been trying to they've been trying to hide this story, media blackout for a couple of reasons. Number one, because they know that this was an issue that uh, Democrats and independents and Republicans supported. But also because when Joe Biden, after the, the long-awaited press conference, comes out and says. If everybody gets vaccinated, yeah. If you all get vaccinated, if you all continue to double mask, if you continue to distance, we may let you out of your house for a barbecue on 4th of July. How does that square with what's going on here at the border? It doesn't, right? They want you to stay controlled under their thumb of fear and panic while they just continue to let a flood of people in. So if nothing else, feel good. That you don't need to sit at home anymore in complete panic over a virus. Daily reminder that has a ni- over a ninety nine percent recovery rate. I'm past the point of a break. We gotta we got to take a break and bring in Tom DeBacaro because we've got to talk about what's going on in this tax bill, and that's exactly what it is. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Breaking news in San Diego. Gina Champion Kane of the uh, Patio Restaurant Group Love Surf clothing as well as love surf rental properties um, received the maximum sentence today 15 years for her Ponzi scheme Uh, she was kind of like a female Bernie Madoff it was a 400 million dollar Ponzi scheme 130 or so 
uh, victims, 15 years in prison. Doesn't seem like quite enough when you're talking about that level of money, but there you have it. I don't know if you guys have been focused at all on that. I actually uh, knew her, so that was one reason why I've been following this story for a while. Um, all right, got to get back to some national news here. Uh, Governor Cuomo, before we bring in Tom DeBacaro, because he might want to react to this. Uh, Governor Cuomo decided today in uh, what some people might consider an odd, but I think might have been a good act of strategy. He decided today to, to legalize marijuana. And I just think it might be the right time for him to do that. Right, Skins? Because he might be banking on, hey, I got I to gotta make sure my constituency gets a, is so stoned that they're spending all their time looking for some munchies instead of focusing on what's going on with how many grannies he killed and all of his accusers. You might not like the guy, but strategy-wise, hey, might be his best defense. That might be that might be his best play. I don't know, Tom DeBacaro, brilliant author of books like The Divided Error, contributor to Newsmax and Fox News, business attorney. Um, also, you were the number one candidate in 2016, weren't you, senatorial candidate who got uh, the support of, uh, was it Larry Kudlow, Steve Forbes, all the top economic dudes. Glad to have you here with me, Tom DeBacaro. How are you? Always great to be on. You know, uh, I think New York's been angling on this because the governments want the money, plain and simple. They see this as revenue. They, you know, this government mm-hmm. can never be satisfied with the amount of money. And so it's interesting timing. This bill has been working its way through the legislature for some time now. And so it looks coincidental, but he wasn't going to turn it down. I'll tell you that. Well, we know it. We know it's not coincidental when instead of a free chicken in every pot, it's some free pot, <laughs> some free pot in, in every pot. I like that. <laughs> you always get me in a mood, Tom, and I get all silly what when you're on. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. You make me That's laugh. We got to get serious because child Joe Biden came out today with a $2 trillion package for infrastructure. But like the COVID relief bill that went almost nothing to COVID, this is almost nothing to the infrastructure. But it's going to involve a whole lot of corporate taxes to pay for this $2 trillion. Educate everybody on what this is going on. What is this? Okay, so if we go back to the original COVID bill, the $1.9 trillion, only 9% of that, which seems like unbelievable, mm-hmm. went actually, you can make the argument, was for COVID. So they taxed us all $14,000 uh, so we, some people could get 1400 back, or at least that's sort of the equivalent of went on. So... This is why, by the way, our founders didn't want runaway government, because this is runaway government Mm -hmm. unless the Republicans fight tooth and nail for this, because it's completely ridiculous what he's doing. So there's this huge spending bill that he claims is uh, a bill for uh, infrastructure. Now, to be sure, there we do need, uh, you know, we have problems with our bridges and uh, and a lot of roads, but only of this one point or two point two five trillion in spending, only five percent goes to roads and bridges. One percent, one percent goes to airports, and one percent for inland waterways and ports. Less than thirty percent will be used for 
transportation. So what's the other stuff? Well, one, $400 billion for related for unrelated program for home care. Okay, three times as much on that program for home care than repairing roads and bridges. I mean, just just try and wrap your mind around that concept. Um, So there is the Radical Pro Act, which gives power to union bosses and costs businesses about 47 billion a year. There's just all kinds of this. There's one. There's one point eight trillion in tax hikes. That makes a lot of sense. In a weak economy, let's take money from the private sector. That sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Well, that's it's exact opposite. Incredible. I mean, you don't have to be Tom Debacaro or Steve Forbes or Milton Friedman to you know under to you know to to see. What what revives what what creates jobs? What revives manufacturing? You know what you know what ended up rising the 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 um, incomes in this country. It's what Trump did with the easing of regulations, removing of many of regulations, and lowering taxes. Right. And what happened? We had companies bringing their uh, businesses back in, in, into America. We had manufacturing uh, starting up. We had we had people um, that business that were able to reinvest and do R&D, give bonuses, hire. And, you know, it, it, you don't, like I said, you don't have to be Milton Friedman to understand it. So what this is doing, what they're going to do with the taxes here is the exact opposite um, of what Trump did. And so what's going to be the result? It's going to be like Obama. We, what happened under the Obama administration, right? They did all these stimulus bills that had, you know, for shovel-ready jobs that, quote, ha, 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 weren't so shovel-ready. And during the Obama administration, we had, for the first time, I think, ever, Ever in the history of America, or at least in many decades, we had more businesses closing than we had starting up. And that's where we're going to be again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Steve Moore and I wrote a piece uh, at a, sometime last year about how the Biden plan is the exact opposite of what you want to do, because it's, it's directed to hit raise taxes against employers and small business. And so why, if I, for your listeners, it's a pretty simple concept. If I take a third of your money away, you have a third less, your economy shrinks. Some of it goes through the government, gets wasted, maybe some goes to someone else, but that's not efficient. You have to have allow people to save money to start businesses, especially after COVID, the response to COVID by the governments destroyed many people's businesses and savings. And so for him to come along and say that we're going to take $2 trillion out of the private sector and run it through government, especially when the vast majority, not all government spending is the same. Spending on defense can be valuable because if you're invaded, your economy's not going to do very good. Spending on roads allows for businesses. You can make those arguments. But $1.5 trillion in wasted spending to pet projects of politicians is a very definition of a bad idea. Well, absolutely. Yeah, some of the other vague things in there. $300 billion for housing. For what? What's this? For what? Who? Who's going to get? Who's going to get to, to, to refugees, illegals coming into this country? I mean, we already got an eighty-six million dollar bill to put them up in hotels while our national guard sleeping at a parking structure and eat meals uh, with you know with metal. 
in them. We've got, I, I, I can't share any private details, but I personally know of military that, that are basically getting scraps and active duty in different places. And, you know, family and friends are having to bootleg them some food because they're going hungry. You know, yeah, I mean, so this, it, this is classic government. You, you ruin the economy with regulations, taxes, and COVID was a massive regulation the way they handled it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, all these people are unfortunate, so let's create a government program and make those people dependent on government. It's, they do this with, by the way, with subsidies for heating all the time, the heating oil. Back east, what they do is they they raise the cost, they regulate it and tax it so high that, to you know, to get taxes out of companies, that ordinary people can't afford it, so then they subsidize mm-hmm. the the users. Instead of forgetting about the reg- the intense regulations, you wouldn't have to subsidize people if you let the price go to its natural point, but that's not the way... That's, that would prevent them from having a government program. They want government programs. They want socialism. Well, we need to do something about our infrastructure because, yeah, our roads and our bridges and, and are, are crumbling. And maybe if we weren't sending all money, like in that COVID relief bill where we were sending billions and billions and billions of dollars around the world, we could use that money for our roads right here. Why are we why are we why are we sending how much money to um, to uh, can't remember the name of the country country it was Pakistan. But there was also I don't remember how many hundreds of millions of dollars we were sending to some country to fight malaria. And it's like they got hydroxychloroquine over there on the shelf. That's all they need to take. What what are we doing? You know, uh, we we're we're these. And then supposedly there's another two trillion dollar one on the heels of this that's coming that he's about to try to pass four trillion dollars more in spending bills. Well, at the same time that we've got the open border, Tom, which is just a, a gross expansion of our dependency class, when Trump, you know, they overturned the public charge for a reason. They need all these people to come in here broke, unable to speak the language, have a job here. They're going to be dependent on America. We cannot sustain the weight of this debt, can we? No, no. We're going to go from 20 to about 35 in a huge hurry. And I, and honestly, uh, two and a half times, we're going to hit at this pace, we would hit 50 uh, by the end of his term, maybe 45. And that would be twice the size of the economy. And that would be that's where you start entering the danger zone, because there's really no way to pay for that, even service it, let alone pay it off. But, you know, <laughs> this is what big government is, folks. It gets bigger and bigger, raises and makes the tax code ever more complicated and then, then, then you have economic dis- dislocation, disaster, and that's what they're headed to doing, because you know this is what socialists do. And they you know what? No game plan, right? And um, I do a segment every Friday on my show about education. And you know what? When we have been tur- turning our education centers um, from K up through you know colleges and universities into indoctrination centers, teaching capitalism is evil, socialism is good. We've got so many Americans that have no idea. And even prior to that, you know, we I don't think we did the best job in this country in educating Americans on the value of the free market system and eco- basic economics. Just the basic economics of well, you yeah, know. we used to we used to prior to 1908 when schools were all private and religious funded 
they taught American values. They taught why this country existed. Then in 1908, we started the public school system mm. and public schools teach about government, not the private sector. Absolutely right. Tom DelBacaro, thank you for being here. Always appreciate uh, you. Tell always. everybody quickly. You you write and and your work is so many different places. We, how can people just? I guess they can just. All right, so I wrote a, what I think is a really important piece at Epic Epic Times. You can just Google my name, Del Bacaro at Epic Times. But look for it. Look, the China Iran deal is so dangerous for the world. But I, and I have a new op ed coming out either tomorrow or the next day at, at Newsmax. Um, and you can go to politicalvanguard.com to get these as well. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks for being here, Tom. I appreciate it. All right. Y'all stay tuned. we got more to talk about. There's breaking news on vaccines and the Rona um, to talk about and more. So come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome. First of all, just gut check. (laughs) We gotta save that. That's like, that's my new favorite uh, clip. I love that. Thanks, AOC. Oh, my gosh. Um, First of all, gut check, okay? Um, She almost sounds like a valley girl. She does. Doesn't she? She's from New York. Carrot Sticks kind of likes her. Well, he did before then she went really, before she really (laughs) showed how dumb she was. Because Carrot Sticks still likes a woman to have at least a little bit of intelligence, right? Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Rona. Because before the show, Skins and I were like, um, okay, um... Today, breaking news was that uh, coronavirus was the third leading cause of of deaths in the United States of America. And when CNN reported that first thing this morning, everybody, everybody, of course, you know, was, you know, (gasps) gas, right? And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, a third leading cause of death. We know how inflated those numbers were. We know that last year, uh, flu season had something like 38 million cases. This year, they reported 1,800. We know hospitals were paid to label deaths as COVID without testing. We know that people like falling off of ladders and motorcycle accidents. But if, if you had the Rona in your system, if you tested positive and you and you got for Rona while you were you know you know being scraped off the concrete after a motorcycle crash it was it was a covid death right so we know the numbers were grossly inflated even with the gross inflation of numbers it's not the number one cause of death in this country shouldn't it be should it not be the number one cause of death if you are going to shut down a three trillion dollar economy which is still california's economy i think is isn't the sixth largest economy in the world it's up there and we are still shut down And it's not even near the number one cause of death in San Diego, in San Diego County. 40 million Californians, and we've had, uh, I don't even think it's like top five in the state of California, and, and we're shut down. I One of the things that I said at the beginning of these shutdowns was how many deaths? How many deaths are acceptable? 
Well, None. It's like people, the, the, the flu numbers, like from right. from twenty, you know, from twenty twenty. We never shut down the country for the flu. No, we didn't. We didn't. When when we had H one N one, no, nobody shut down. We had far more cases. We didn't have as many deaths. We, had, but in San Diego, there was a point in which we had eight hundred people in the ICU with H one N one, and you know what? They didn't even bother to even try to come up with some vaccine or a shot for it. We're going to get into the shots in a minute, but let's just talk about the numbers. How, why would anybody still be going along with any shutdowns related to this? We don't, we don't shut it down for anything else. But one of the things that I, I said at the time was, you know, how many deaths are acceptable? Well, none. That, well, that's ridiculous. We, you know, people, people die from the flu. People are going to die from cancer. People are gonna, in fact, we've probably got more people. Redfield, the head of the CDC under Trump, said more people were dying. This was in November, December. More people were dying daily from the shutdowns than they were from the coronavirus. And yet we still have shutdowns going on in All this country. All the mental anguish, people that have committed suicide, and you don't see, I'm not saying you don't, but it's minimized. You may, rarely yeah, see it in the mainstream Well, it's media. not tracked. It's not tracked as, we've got people dying in motorcycle accidents tracked as a COVID death, but people that are killing themselves from suicide because they've been locked in their homes, that should be, that's not considered death related to, to coronavirus. It should be, we should be tracking deaths from lockdowns, whether it's suicide, whether it's drug addiction, drug overdoses because somebody went back into their, their addiction, whether it's a kill a, a child or a spouse uh, that's murdered or abused. Uh, you know, nobody's tracking these numbers. Well, the international organizations have already come out and they've even said that these lockdowns don't work. They do more harm than good. But do these states listen? No, they don't. No, they don't. And we've got Americans that are still, uh, oh, uh, you know, Joe Biden. Biden says you we, and and all of it is the is the the push. Remember going back a couple of weeks ago to this the interview with the KGB guy from 1984, yep. and he talked about the four the fourth phases in the process of ideological subversion to take America over from within. It was demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization. And normalization, um, the way that that phase was handled was either dangling a carrot. If you do this, we'll You'll give you back that. your normal. Or the negative is you're never going to get your normal back if you don't. And that's where you get attacked all day on Twitter. And that's where we're at. The constant shifting. This is why uh, my friend Gina is interviewing President Trump tomorrow. And I was asked, you know, what question would I ask him? I would ask I love him if, what, you, what you said. Thank you. I said I would ask him if he regrets the shutdowns. Because, you know, to me, there, you know, not only did the shutdowns provide an opportunity for the left to steal the election from Trump, that's an obvious, but the second he did that, he, he got us on a track with, first of all, he gave too much credibility and legitimacy. He basically handed the country over to Fauci and Burks. And then once he got on that track, we couldn't get off of it. And we're still suffering from it today. And Trump, I believe, should have admitted. Uh, Burks was out, out in an interview saying that, you know, Trump told her in April that was the worst day. He told her no more shutdowns. Well, at that point, it was already in the hands of the, of the, the governors everywhere and it was too late and he had already endorsed it. And I think he should have come out and said at one point it was a mistake to do this. Um, it was based on faulty models and conjecture and supposition that was not true at the time. We didn't know enough about it. We didn't have any anecdotal data that lockdowns worked. We now know that we, we didn't need to quarantine healthy people. We needed to quarantine the sick and um, let the let the young people go about their lives developing herd immunity. I made a mistake because that's what DeSantis did. 
And how's Florida looking? How's Florida looking? Better and, than California. And Florida is looking so good that, as Trump said in his interview with Lara Trump, that you know she asked him, "Is there hope for you to run in 2024?" There's a lot of people that are saying, "You know what? I, I'm 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 starting to look towards DeSantis." You asked me that question, and I, you know what? If I had to make a decision tomorrow, I think I would go for, with DeSantis. I think that as much as I love Trump, I think that he miscalculated some things to such a degree that that was the greatest political blunder in the, in the history of politics. I get why he did it, but he allowed them to push his panic button. You know, Florida's not perfect, but DeSantis is pushing back. DeSantis is pushing back. He admitted that he made a mistake. He pulled them back. And when he did, he's been unflappable and he was he was proven correct. Don't get me wrong. I love President Trump. I You know, and, and this came in the fourth year of which he had been under just I, I he underestimated the swamp he did but you know it, it was a blunder and it was it was monumental it cost him a second term and for many reasons but it cost us a, as a country uh so much more but I, in his defense i will tell you any other republican would have already left office after what he had been under with this Hands fbi down. and the doj and he continued you look at the success he made he stopped we would have had that four years of what's going on at the border but but for for trump and what he did look at what he did with the economy we would already be completely dead had it not been with the shutdowns had it not been for the foundation that he provided a second oh, Hillary won? oh but I, I gotta be honest and and when it comes to these vaccines they're they're continuing to shift the goalposts they held these vaccines out as a way back to normal now they're telling us well you know we might have to be you might need to mix and match the vaccine you know what's funny andrea there is no goalpost that's right, because there's because the normal is never is never coming. They've been handed the keys to the liquor cabinet, and they're never going to give it back. They're now saying that with Especially all these HR one goes through, right? Because the thing is, is there's is there any vaccine? Is there any such thing as a vaccination for a virus? Right? Flu shots not a vaccine. That's not a vaccine. Now we're starting to hear the same thing. That, you know, it's not enough just to get the one. Now you're going to have to get it it every year. You're going to have to get it every year. Benjamin Netanyahu was actually saying today in a video, you're going to have to get it done every six months. That's not a vaccine. That's not a vaccination. This is about people controlling. Let me tell you, if you want to get the vaccine, I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't. But there's an article out today, the J&J article, a man's skin was peeling off. This comes out the day after a baby died. And I'm tired of being told these are anomalies. Well, you know, even if it is, still, you know, I'm not... Why would you take the chance? We're talking about a 99% recovery rate. And yet with a 99% recovery rate, people are being told that you, 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 you have to get vaccinated if you want to be able to go about your life and go into a grocery store. Okay, you know, so how many people did, uh, okay, so maybe let's say this is the first time somebody's skin peeled off. How many do we need to have, how many people need to lose their skin and have their skin peeled off before you think there's a problem? Do you, how about, how about you and your entire family lose their skin? Before let's, somebody let's goes, bring up hey, the we got a problem. Again, this is all experimental. Right. Because that's what it is. A baby died. He broke out in a rash because his mother, who was breastfeeding him, had gotten vaccinated. He broke out into a rash and died. Oh, it's a one-off? Oh, okay. Yeah, unless it's your baby. Then how are you going to feel? Yeah. Look, if you want to get vaccinated, fine. But I think everybody, you know, um, but there's no denying that, the, that we are all guinea pigs in this. This is basically an extended clinical trial. That's how it was brought to market so fast. It was provided under the Emergency Use Act, which, oh, by the way, was only supposed to be used if there was no other option, which there was with therapeutics. Which we were told they didn't work. And now later, oops, sorry, they do. Exactly. 
So I'm going to continue to talk about this. If y'all tired of hearing me talk about vaccines, okay, well, you know, feel free to change the dial. But let me tell you, um, every bit of this, these lockdowns, was all about control and seizing control over us. And I'm going to continue to push back against it. And as a matter of fact, remind me, I need to, we, I'm going to need it. We need to get Simone Gold on. She's talking about, she has a petition from America's frontline doctors about uh, medical discrimination, which is trying to force people to take uh, vaccines. We should get her on next week. And we, we need, and we need to get, we need to get everybody on board to sign that petition. We also need to be contacting airlines and hotels and, and all these chains that are, that are pushing for this. Because does it make sense to you? All these airlines have been operating and telling you that you're safe to fly with a mask, but now you gotta be vaccinated? Why? In the words of the great Judge Judy, before I take a break, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. It doesn't make sense that you can sit in a restaurant without a mask, but your kid has to wear a mask. To, oh, and to as I reported to you earlier today, 100 people in Washington, D.C., fully vaccinated. Guess what? They got the Rona. Right. Just saying. Hey, you got a story we got to go to when we come back from the break, right? A, I a crazy... do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. All right. Well, that's most of today's news. All right. We'll be back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Okay. I was waiting for your for your intro. But. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I was uh, waiting to hear um, whether or not this was violating any cancel culture. <laughs> I had my ears tuned well, because Andrea, Ebony and Ivory the, right now, we got the George Floyd trial uh, going on. Well, apparently now you can go to m- numerous places. Uh, TrueConservativePundit.com is where I found it. But uh, the woke crowd just continues to find more and more things racist. Uh, thanks to Mark here at the station for pointing this out to me. But the latest uh, two things are now racist. Mathematics, which I still can't get my head around, and sheet music is the latest victim. It is considered racist because <laughs> it is a musical notation itself a colonialist representational system that has complicit, uh, complicity to white supremacy. Wow. Okay, so in that, who, who was in the Ebony and Ivory? Was that Michael That's, Jackson? Uh, no, two greats, Stevie Wonder Stevie and Paul McCartney. Wonder. Okay, so all right, so Stevie Wonder didn't see sheet music, unless it was in Braille. Um, but we've got amazing black artists sure. in this country that can read sheet music. How can how, what an insult to them? But where, what's next? I mean, if, if everything is racist now, it's you know they. I keep and one saying, plus one, so that's mathematics. That's racist. Well, we've talked about that before. It, uh, I. I I don't know. I don't know where we go from breathing here. Breathing is racist. I got to stop. Breathing, breathing is going to be racist. Yeah. 
All right. Love you all. See you all tomorrow night. Peace out.